0: Welcome. My name is the
1: Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day, mates! Bushwhacker Luke here, 2015 Hall of Famer,
0: and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, whoa.
1: This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking Gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk.
0: Hey, this is Nick Magnus tolders
1: and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Lita
0: Blue Bluehands Bates, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, <laughs> uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's we're a <laughs> crazy. We've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, oh, I mean, man. we really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're <laughs> spitting snow. So.
1: My name is Carl Carafell, and this is Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 317, coming to you live from the Wrestle House with just me tonight. We uh, didn't have anybody that wanted to uh, hop in with me tonight, so I am flying solo. But, as always, I'm going to bring you professional wrestling news and talk. And if you are watching, I encourage you to join in the chat, just as Mr. Chris Parrish has done. If you're not understanding what he has there, he says, What up, Mr. 400? Give you a little context to that. 400 is the number of this show on my YouTube channel Turnbuckle Studios. This is going to be video number 400 that is up there. I didn't even realize it. Parrish realized it, messaged me, and said, Dude, did you realize? Thank you for the congratulations, Parrish. I appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't even realize that I was sitting at 399 photo or uh, videos up on YouTube. Here's number 400 coming at you. Huge milestone. I would love if you are listening to this after the fact or watching this live, go and subscribe over there. I, I 100% would be satisfied. If I could get 1,000 subscribers and get one of those 1,000 subscriber plaques from YouTube to put up on the wall over here somewhere, that would be absolutely fantastic. Help me get to 1,000. The definition of grinding in my dictionary is Carl Caravelle, says Parrish. Thank you very much for that. I hope uh, the audio is coming through okay. I'm hearing it a little odd and different through my headphones right now, which... uh concerns me a little bit this is a very expensive mic and I hope that it isn't going on me I hope that it is okay we do have a bunch of different things to go over today when we talk professional wrestling Parish is saying it's good but I must go back to work awesome thank you I appreciate you much love to you Felicia coming in saying, You sound fine. Thank you. It must just be maybe the headphones or something going on with that. I'm not sure, but I digress. It's perfectly fine. It's all good. We're going to get into some professional wrestling news here after I ate myself a most wonderful supper. It was actually fantastic some pork chops, mashed potatoes, and green beans. It was great. You want to talk about a good meaty meal? We are looking at Impact Wrestling. Good Lord, if you guys have not seen Impact Rebellion that happened over the weekend, do yourself a favor and find this show. Yes, it's an Impact show, and I get that sometimes people are a little bit turned off by Impact Wrestling because of maybe not as clean as other promotions out there. But this was a hell of a pay-per-view. Yes, we can use the word pay-per-view because it's not a WWE show. I'm going to just go over the results here for the uh, the main card itself. No, I'm going to include one pre-show matchup in there that I want to talk about. Good friend Kylan King and fellow Canadian and good friend Taylor Wilde, the champions on the women's tag team side. Known as the Coven, defeating the Death Dolls, being Jessica Havoc and Rosemary. Uh, 11 minutes and 34 seconds of a matchup. That is absolutely huge and fantastic when it comes to women's wrestling, that they're giving that much of a showcase to women on their program. And I it sucks that that was a pre-show match because it was great. But not sucks. Because this was a fantastic way for anyone who may have been, uh, you know, hesitant about getting the pay per view, if they saw that matchup, I don't see why they would not have picked up the pay per view and watched it. Let's get right into it. We start out with an Ultimate X match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. 13 minutes and five seconds. We had ABC, the Austin Bay Connection. Champions defeating the Motor City Machine Guns. Yes, Motor Motor City Machine Guns are still a tag team and still out there. For me, the match was okay. I love the Bullet Club, as you can tell, you know, kind of right down over there in the corner. That's where the inspiration for the logo comes from for Turnbuckle Talk, is from the Bullet Club. This incarnation of the Bullet Club in the United States for me is falling a little short. Two great competitors, but I think that they're really trying to do too much uh, high fly flippy shit, as, uh, you know, us in the internet community like to call it. I think they're trying to do a little bit too much of that and it kind of comes off a little bit sloppy. Basser, thank you so much for coming in, my friend, and a huge thank you to you. You know what you did for us here at our local establishment and, dude, I appreciated. Yeah, cat's out of the bag. Somebody told us a little something, something. You know, a little birdie came by and uh, let us know what happened. So thank you so much for what you did. We don't deserve you, brother, but we're glad we have you. Dirty Dango. Yeah, Dirty Dango. That's that's what Fondango is going by now. Joe Hendry. Yes, I believe in Joe Hendry. And the Cobra himself, Santino Marella. Yeah, you're hearing me right. Santino Marella. In a matchup taking on the design. So the three of them taking on four people in the design being Cody Deaner, Angels, Callahan, and Khan. Uh, four on three handicap match. It went 10 minutes and 50 seconds with Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino Morella winning that matchup after Callahan decided to turn and go back to being himself. Very happy about that. Next matchup 13 minutes and 49 seconds. The last rights matchup between PCO and Eddie Edwards. PCO is like a 53 year old man. Doing the hardcore professional wrestling that this man is doing, I have nothing but admiration and praise to give that man good Lord. Check out that matchup for me. It was one of the highlights of the night. I absolutely loved that match. The last rights match. We had a three-way elimination match for the X division championship. We had Trey Miguel, the champion taking on Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. Now the stipulations on this were that if Gresham or Bailey, were to make a pinfall, the match would end. But Trey Miguel, to retain his championship, had to pin both competitors or both competitors at some point had to have been pinned. Uh, No, no, no. He would have had to have pinned both of them. Right? Because if, if Bailey had pinned Gresham, we would have had a new champ. Right? So... Trey Miguel actually defeated both Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. Bobby Munson coming in here saying hello, hello, Carl, rock and roll, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, evening, Basser, you amazing human, Bobby says in the chat. If you're able to continue to chat with us and chat with me, Uh, you know, be my co-hosts on this show. No one else could, so I would love for you to, and let's talk about some professional wrestling. 25 minutes and 15 seconds went a 10 wrestler hardcore war. Team Dreamer featuring Tommy Dreamer, uh, Boopinder, Frankie Kazarian, Killer Kelly, and Yuya defeated Team Bully, consisting of Bully Ray, Brian Myers, Kenny King, Masha Slamovich, and... Moose. Now, this matchup seemed to have turned into a cluster F at times and kind of got lost a little bit on me. Um, It was good for what it was. I'm going to say that. 16 minutes and 30 seconds for a singles match for the vacant Impact World Championship. We had Steve Macklin taking on Kushida and we had a winner by pinfall being Steve Macklin to win the vacant impact world championship. So we have a new champion in impact wrestling, and I am okay with Steve Macklin being that champion. As well, we had the Knockouts Championship vacated by Mickey James. We now have a new knockouts world champion the matchup was between jordan grace and diana perrazzo this matchup went longer than the men's world championship matchup this one went 17 minutes and 10 seconds with diana perrazzo defeating jordan grace i couldn't be happier cody rhodes theme music Comes on, everybody knows it, and just before it comes in, it says Pro Wrestling has more than one royal family. Impact Wrestling has just shown us that they now have their royal family, being Steve Macklin and Deanna Perrazzo, who, yes, they are dating, they are seeing each other, and they are the respective champions for the company. Bobby, yes, um, saying Impact tore down the house the other night. They definitely did. And a friend of mine was actually there to see everything live. He was there last night for the TV tapings as well as Sunday night for the pay-per-view. And he's been messaging me, telling me about some really cool stuff that's gone on. And uh, he's excited because they're going back. They're going to be going back uh, August 27th and 28th in Toronto once again. I'm unfortunately not, probably not going to be able to make it to that. Um, July, I have a music festival that I'm going to for a weekend. And then January, I have uh, the Chris Jericho Cruise coming up. So I got to make sure that I keep my finances in order for those. That was Impact Wrestling's Rebellion. I enjoyed the show. I thought that it was a great show with a couple misses, but everything other than that was good. There's lots of good that I have to talk about this week. (laughs) Uh, Bobby's asking, Carl, what bands are you most looking forward to seeing this summer? Uh, I will be completely honest with you. If I only get to see Hailstorm at this, uh, festival that I'm going to for the two days, I will be more than happy. I've seen Hailstorm uh, a number of times. I absolutely love Hailstorm and the price of admission. Well worth it. Well worth it. Rock, yeah. We will be going to see them with Volbeat in Saskatoon. Oh, yeah. Volbeat is another one of those bands that's absolutely fantastic. I've been able to see Volbeat as well. Uh, they are a great, great band. Let's talk a little bit about maybe bands for a moment. As we, you know, kind of have been already. This one might not might not really classify as a band, but this guy at least you know, plays, uh, an a musical instrument. Um, this guy plays a trombone. Yeah. A trombone. This guy is Xavier Woods. So we all know that Xavier Woods has up, up, down, down, a YouTube channel that has been going on and been doing really good things for themselves, but it was always a little weird. Because why is up, up, down, down able to do things when other stars weren't able to do different things? Now, I'm not talking about any of these other stars doing, like, only sites, okay? I'm not talking about those, but I'm talking about why others were told that they couldn't do YouTube shows or they couldn't do Twitch, even. Well, this has now changed once again. The WWE Twitch agreement will allow WWE talent to stream with almost no restrictions. Thank you to my friends over at WrestlingInc.com for this article here. Back in the fall of 2020, when Vince McMahon issued, uh, you know, talent to seize operations and third-party platforms such as Cameo and Twitch, there was a lot of disappointment from the talent and fans as well. Frustration ran rampant when it came to this. Talent even met with Vince McMahon trying to change his mind did not work. Zelina Vega was actually released because she continued to stream on Twitch following the band. That's how insane all of this got. Well, as of right now, it appears the ban has been lifted. Bobby's asking, does this mean the roster are all going to finally be available to do Turnbuckle Talk every Tuesday with you? yeah i'm uh, hoping to put out some feelers to be to be quite frank with you, although my name's Carl, not Frank. I will definitely be doing what I can to maybe secure some talent to come on or uh, you know even do some uh, interviews with me as well. Holla holla wink wink. So these restrictions have been lifted. The WWE and Twitch have reached an agreement to allow wrestlers back on Twitch with almost no restrictions. The small caveat is that they must get clearance first before streaming with people from other companies. Okay. Okay, cool. What is so wrong with that? I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. If somebody wants to be on Twitch and wants to, let's say, my good friend, Chase Owens. He plays a lot of different games on Twitch. Uh, you know, he, he was really big into doing PUBG for a while. If AJ Styles, AJ Styles and Chase Owens are friends. If the two of them want to get together and just shoot the shit while playing some PUBG. All that needs to be done is for it to be asked for. That's it. So AJ Styles is just going to have to go to probably Triple H or, or whoever is being tasked with that and say, hey, listen, my good buddy Chase does this, and he's asked me to come on with him for a night. Here's one of the nights that we're thinking. And as long as they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Everything is good. Very, very happy about this. So the deal also revealed that the revenue would actually be split three ways. With Twitch and talent earning the vast majority of the profit. Now, this is something that has been um, in the works since April of 2022 when the WWE informed all of the talent in a meeting that the ban on third-party platforms was changing, although things on the Twitch end took longer than expected. Bobby is saying, I think it is a fantastic idea. Helps to get them in front of people who may not regularly watch wrestling, but could be convinced to give it a try. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you can open up Twitch. And randomly, things are going to pop up for you. I'm not a huge video game person, but I see video games on there, because, and I and I understand that's that's the majority of what the platform is. It's it's a video game platform. I get that. But things that I would not be interested in pop up for me. Things that I am interested in pop up for me. So it really seems kind of random and you never know what new eyes are going to be seeing your prize. I think it's a fantastic idea and I'm very glad this has actually come back. We don't have a uh, like little button to click for any of this right now, but we just got to run in, for those of you that are hearing this, on audio only after the fact mr chris parrish has come in and joined us my friend how are you what are you doing i'm uh, just leaving work
0: okay all i wanted to do was just come here in person and wish you congratulations on 400 uploads Nobody, I
1: appreciate that.
0: Nobody deserves a milestone like that more than you do. So I just wanted to do that. And I honestly believe I thought I was going to be in like one of those screens waiting to be put on before I jumped on. (laughs) So I was put up. It's all good.
1: It's all good. I I have no problems with that at all. I appreciate you. I appreciate that, Bobby. I appreciate you as well saying that you have to go, (laughs) but you have this thing tabbed. So, uh, yeah. So it's going to keep on going and uh, help with those numbers. And that's that's uh, that's a big thing for us. We need to get those numbers.
0: I uh, I had a tab as well. And then my uh, my right leg got really hot because my phone was on all, all of it.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> just come over burn. here. It's like negative two here today. You could have just, it would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's so not bad. out Yeah. yeah.
1: So did you, have you, I'm sure you heard just a little bit about uh, what I was just talking about.
0: Somewhat. My volume was low because I, I I don't like getting in trouble more than I, I actually do.
1: Totally understandable. WWE talent is allowed to go back onto Twitch. Yes. Allowed to go back and do that stuff with only really one stipulation. They must get clearance first before streaming with people from other companies. That makes sense. It does. It does. I mean, I use the example of AJ Styles and Chase Owens.
0: Well, I mean, just look at the party. I mean, you have two people from WWE, two people from AEW. And that's right. even if you still count Tyler Breeze as a WWE guy, which I think, I mean, he should. He's in the video game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, imagine if they would have done that three years ago, how many talent they would have saved.
1: Would have saved a lot. Like... A lot of talent.
0: But, I mean, better late than never, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. Definitely I, there is. How
0: am I coming off, by the way? Because I'm in my car on my phone, which I normally don't do.
1: You were coming off a lot better than you do at your studio. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> the sun is I'm shining. I'm it's not in the basement. Day. You're not in the basement. Yeah. Things are flowing nicely. It's all good. No, no. Yeah, I'm I, I'm excited about this. Whew. I mean, just think of now we can
0: raid WWE people now. And maybe mm-hmm. we can get one from them.
1: Right. You never know. Yeah. And the opportunities are there. It's huge. The opportunities are going to be huge with this now you know it's 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 a fantastic idea and i don't think that it should have even been taken away in the first place i think it should have been discussed and then you know kind of like hey listen if you're going to be doing this here's what you need to do we're going to split it three ways just as it it's being reported that it's going to be doing right now Twitch and the talent are earning the vast majority of the revenue that comes from it. And then the WWE is going to get a small portion. Okay. And that's all that it would have taken back then two years ago. And we would have never had any of these issues.
0: Yeah. You just had to get rid of Vince and get the Twitch thing in. And you would have saved so many people. (laughs) Yep. I'm giving But at the same time, they're not going to AEW. They're not making those uh, moments for for, uh, the wrestling fans, and they're not creating the competition that we have now.
1: That's very true, too. I do do want to stress to everybody, though, at this point, there has been um, no real big conversations around fan time or only pages or anything like that as of yet. Uh, this is just kind of other extracurricular third party.
0: Yeah, it was actually weird because I remember I watching, uh, the party on Uno, uh, just about a week or so back and I, and it was on Austin Creed's, uh, Xavier Woods's Twitch and I thought that mm-hmm. was really strange. So I was like, okay, something has to give now. Um, and lo and behold, I mean, we have this announcement, so it's pretty it's nice to see that uh, the brass of WWE is understanding it. And I think I think Tyler Breeze, when he was uh, let go, kind of explained uh, this whole scenario pretty well and said uh, yeah. a couple guys were doing it and they were doing it pretty much the way it needed to be. And then a few outside people, uh, or not outside people, but just other people would say, oh, if they're doing it, I'm going to do it too, not understanding kind of the rules that came by. And it was right. more or less a an issue that was creating some steam that the higher-ups didn't want. So instead of dealing every little case individually, they just put a kibosh on it as a whole. And uh, right. he said, Tyler Breeze kind of said the boys kind of wrecked it for the boys. So it's hard to kind of uh, blame WWE when you actually have a former, at that time, a former... Uh, Employee coming out and saying, "No, it's actually on us, and uh, I think right I think there's right. was a lot of accountability and a lot of uh just maturity from from him to come out and say that because it's something that I thought at the time was very refreshing because we were getting a lot of negativity on social media in regards to this issue
1: exactly there was there was a lot and and I, you know what I think I think he's right, like the boys ruined it for the boys. Mm-hmm. You know, like with, with most things. Okay. If somebody is, uh, you know, you see somebody else doing something, are you not maybe going to want to go and ask them, Hey, how are you getting away with this? Yeah. Right. Then you're going to know, you're going to, that they're going to be like, dude, yeah, this is how we're doing it. And you know, they haven't said nothing to us yet. So we're in the clear, um, here, <laughs> you know? Well, and then,
0: uh, you're also going to have that, uh, and kind of jealousy too, because people liked the party and uh, the up-up-down-down down channel. They were doing so well, and uh, mm. probably a lot better than a lot of other channels uh, were doing. And so there was probably some jealousy that they may have even gotten a little bit of uh, leeway, just because of some of the positive attention they were bringing to the company and the wrestling business. And then you see kind of what happened. Like, uh, was it Gears of War where their new day became downloadable characters in? Um, yeah. And, like, you just cannot emphasize just how much of a, an influence uh, Austin Creed Xavier Woods has been on the Twitch. So being able to see him back on that and being able to do that, I think, is such a great platform. But the question I have for you, if WWE never sold to Endeavor, do you think this deal gets made?
1: Yes. I still think it does. I think that um, it's, it was being reported that this has been in the works for a little bit now. Um, I think they said since October of 2022. So we didn't really know anything about any sale to Endeavor at that time, but this was something that was still being planned and in the works to bring this back in a capacity that's going to work for every party involved. <laughs> So I think that, yes, it still does, even if Endeavor wasn't in the picture.
0: I mean, I mean, as we both know, in wrestling, timing is everything. So uh, perhaps, I don't know, I, I would like to know if the Endeavor sale actually helped, at least uh, was a fast forward button on on this deal. Um, I'd have to think there, there was some sort of impact on that.
1: I would have to agree. Uh, I, I, the reports that I've been seeing did talk about how the Twitch platform and everything has been a a lot slower going. So I'm sure that having Endeavor come in is probably a big reason why it's gotten done so quickly. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, but it, I mean, it's good news for everyone around. It, it allows the. The wrestlers to have that separate platform to reach uh, a different set of fans. And uh, it also allows WWE to grow their talent in ways that would only grow the business as well. So, uh, being able, this deal allows WWE to actually show and stay faith uh, in good faith to not only their employees, but also allow the employees to help out the company as well by getting a little for themselves because there's been a lot of news about a lot of these sites being not only a damage to people's reputation but a damage to people's relationships in wrestling but also a damage to the product as professional wrestlers as well
1: right i think it's it's all about how you go about it i think is is the biggest thing, right? Like because as a professional wrestler, you still have that um that face to keep. Right? So if you're going on to Twitch and you are simply uh you know using the f-word every 4 minutes. Well, that's kind of not very conclusive to what your character is. So there has to be that line there and, and not necessarily saying that they have to be, um, you know, the, their, their persona per se, mm-hmm. but you have to remember that you still, even if you're using your real name, represent the company yeah. that you're working for. Right.
0: And that's why you can't see my company logo right on my chest. here, you. <laughs> you know, got, got, kind of make sure I'm representing correctly and pre- right.
1: properly. I'll represent StreamYard all the time. Thank you. Thank you, StreamYard for this amazing platform that you've given to us here yep. to be able to use and bring you guys these amazing video podcasts. Yeah. StreamYard. You guys are gems. Thank you.
0: I, I do want to call out StreamYard and be like, if just possible, if you want to hand out any more of those, sway, so I, I mean, let me know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly represent if, Given said swag as well. It I'm looks telling like a you, very comfortable hoodie.
1: Take the time and watch the Saturday or the Sunday stream. It's usually about 40 minutes. At the end of it, that's how I got my swag. I I just I I commented. I was in there commenting, chatting with them. Use the hashtag that they said to use for that day, and my name got pulled. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I did it. But things things within the WWE are going great right now. Hmm. I got a couple more things. I don't know how much time you've got. Whatever. I got all the time in the world. All right. Let's continue on to another topic here then about some good things okay. with the WWE before we talk about some other things within AEW. But let's finish with WWE here before we talk AEW. According to reporting from Showbuzz Daily and WrestleLomics, Raw averaged 1,815 viewers across all demographics, which is less than a point two percent drop week over week. With approximately 752,000 of which fell in the key demo, most valued by advertisers. Adults aged 18 to 49. This is all for last night's Monday Night Raw. Taking a look at the big picture of things. This is still really, really good. Considering other things like the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Mm-hmm. The WWE was still able to hold its own even through these bigger things that are happening in the world of sports. I think that this is absolutely fantastic just because of one person. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that person uh, in our next piece of WWE news, but that being Triple H. And for what he has been doing with the company and for how he has been making it, must see TV from WWE once again. What do you think?
0: I mean, when you have a product that people want to see, they're going to make an excuse to watch it it's just like anything else. If something is deemed important to you, you're going to make an effort to make sure that that is a priority in your life. Right. So if that is to watch a program, like say Monday night, raw Friday night, SmackDown NXT, something like that, you're going to go out and make sure that your day is nicely planned around you making sure that you have time for that. Um, right, And when you have something good, like you look at all the television shows, like you can stream anything nowadays. You can stream the last of us for an example, but how many people were still making sure that they watched that, like that, the newest episode uh in live. Like as soon as it gets dropped, right. they're watching it. They're not binge watching everything. They're still clinging on the show, because it was a good story, it got you emotionally invested in what's going on. And that's yeah. what pro wrestling at its finest does. It emotionally invests you. So if you're doing that, people are going to make an effort to watch it. Um, of course. And sometimes, if you don't have a team in the playoffs, as and you're a sports fan, you may decide to say, okay, I'll watch this instead. Um, right. So it... it It's not a deterrent in my eyes if nobody's, if people are deciding to watch anything. Like my my big concern is okay, let's test WWE um, and this product when you know Monday Night Football comes back and things like that because that's a different type of juggernaut if we're talking sports. But at the same time, you rather have people watching your show, like they are, than not watching anything at all
1: hmm exactly now it's, it's very true even if there is a little bit of a dip or a little bit of a slide people are still watching it's not as though they've gone from you know third in the uh you know rankings all the way down to 33rd they still consistently have the viewers which which is is great <laughs> And I think that that's going to come to our next topic here, which is going to be a little bit more on Triple H. So the report that I've got is that the Triple H era is to officially start with the WWE draft, with many storylines and characters being given a clean slate. So there's a buzz around WWE HQ. As the draft approaches, and internally, many officials are considering this year's draft to be the official start of the Triple H era. The draft is going to take place April 28th on SmackDown in Corpus Christi, Texas, and May 1st with Raw in Fort Worth, Texas. They're going to be making a splash with this draft, all superstars from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are going to be eligible. WWE officials are excited about the fresh start in the WWE universe as Triple H will be creating and making major changes and moves across all of the brands being reported that Triple H is set to move superstars to other brands, change characters, storylines, break up tag teams, call up NXT stars to the main roster, and possibly introduce new championship titles. This is being seen as a clean slate in a blank canvas. And a source within the WWE says he's going to finally turn the WWE universe into its own style and vision. And I'm taking this report from Slice Wrestling. I want to make sure I give them a shout for that. Right. Thank you, guys. I couldn't agree more with that. I think that, yes, this is this is going to really determine what Triple H can do And where the company can go in this Triple H era. And if this is the official, as people are putting a name to it, the official start of the Triple H era. From what I've seen already, I'm all for it, brother.
0: If what we saw was a tryout, oh my god, uh, he should have been a day one starter. -hmm. If we're going back to the sports, uh, and I like talk, but I mean, we were we were wondering if there was going to be a reset uh following WrestleMania, and this I think, if true, um, and I think it makes a lot of sense for this to happen, um, it's going to be an absolute blessing, Mm
1: -hmm. just an
0: absolute blessing, plus it's a I think the one thing as a WWE fan over the last maybe four to five years, you questioned your belief in the product. Yes. And I think that question is being answered and the belief is returning. And that's because... You're getting a fresh vision, you're getting a fresh outlook on the creative, and you're getting a fresh product out of it. Yes, things are going to stay the same. There's going to be things that are still going to be where they are. But you're going to get a lot of different things. We've seen a lot of changes already. But now we might see the mainstays. Um, I think this is a perfect time to introduce the new championships. I hope it's more than just the world title. I, I would love to see new tag titles. I would love mm-hmm. to see, uh, stuff, uh, get altered. If this is his way to bring back, say a Pete Dunn and the weight, I'm all for it. If this is his way to, uh, maybe push a Montez Ford moving forward as a single star, I'm all for it. Right. But I'm very curious on what some of these are going to be. Um, And as his comment is, I definitely skipped a few house shows in the past few years. I think those house shows are going to be a must see now. And uh, that's just it. Like how much fun are the house shows going to be moving forward now?
1: Right. Right. Baster 69 coming in. And that's exactly what he said that he had skipped a few of the house shows in the past few years. Wouldn't miss one moving forward now though. He's he, he chimes in as well. Yeah. Like uh, I wouldn't either. I would never have agreed to do the Monday Night Raw watch-alongs if I was still sour on the WWE product. I've never been sour on professional wrestling, but I was a little soured with the WWE for a while. And then after seeing what was transpiring, having Vince McMahon quote-unquote leave the company, and then to see Triple H kind of step in, step up and take over. Yes, pun intended. I, I'm I'm happy with the product once again. Is it perfect? No. Is it fantastic? Yes, it is. And I, I loved I love what you had said there. If this was his tryout. Right. Like, yeah, yeah if this was a tryout, knocked I'm, it out of the park. It It's
0: amazing to see what, what we've already seen. It just, mm-hmm. just in SummerSlam, basically when he uh, started t- uh, taking uh, the reins on the creative aspect in WWE. Right. But now to see this, this vision actually go forward. And I think this should then put any doubt to bed about, vince mcmahon involvement in creative because um from the sources i've been reading and i believe nick Con did an interview saying anything that is happening in creative, the final say is triple h if vince mcmahon wants any change or anything a conversation and communication with triple h must happen first right and I think this is just reassuring anybody who had doubts that, yes, what you want is what you're going to get. And what you don't want isn't coming back. And I don't think I can be more blunt on what those are if you just followed the last statement. Um, But it's very exciting because if anybody... like you can't be talking to anybody that likes drafts more than me. That's why I was in so many fantasy football leagues because I would get suckered into a draft and be like, oh yeah, I got to play the rest of the season. Uh, Right. 16 fantasy drafts last year.
1: 16.
0: 16. Yeah. Hey, I, I came out in a profit margin by the way. Um, so.
1: That's what matters.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I mean, if if this draft is gonna be what, say other drafts are gonna be like, and man, we got a draft in what just over a week and week and a half now. Yeah, which is very funny because it's around the same time as the NFL draft. Uh, we're in a if it's anything like those, it's gonna be fun, and uh, yeah. hopefully maybe maybe we get to see some changes that we want. Like if we can if we can get to see like maybe some brands trade. Superstars,
1: yeah, or
0: stuff like that. If we get some more real life sport transactions, that would be very interesting.
1: We've already seen the WWE starting to do the press conferences, like uh, you know other sports do as well. You know, like um, New Japan does, boxing does, other sports do these press conferences afterwards. The WWE has recently started doing those as well, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the WWE to do such a thing as well. Um, you know, kind of like I, it's not happening this, this year, but I could see next year draft day. Oh yeah. Right. Like every company normally does draft day and it's always like oh yeah who's you know who's the free agent and you know uh, or who are they going to sign with and who's who's going to pick them up and it's it's it's, and it's it's an excitement that builds for weeks this excitement builds right and now going forward i think it would be a really cool idea if we had that same thing to build that excitement make it through storyline that you know these several people have been free agents for the last four months. And then like, Oh shit. Who's going to pick up the free agents. If, if they did
0: a, uh, the raw after mania indicates that everyone's brand loyalty co- uh, contract expires and they become a free agent in the WWE sense. hmm that would be absolutely amazing because then we can see talent go to either show up until the draft. And then they're absolutely now exclusive to one If they use the NXT model, which we know that since it it went to the 2.0 and now kind of is, we're seeing a lot more developmental uh, talent come in and they're almost growing. Like say a college athlete would be growing, coming into their own being shaped for the main roster the main uh main uh, league or major league or if if you will. So if you're like looking at this and you're like, okay, the number one draft pick, I don't know, the NXT champion, right? Whether it's like maybe the former one in Braun Breaker or maybe the Carmelo Hayes, maybe just maybe you're seeing a little bit of uh battle between these two uh brands in the Ron Smackdown wanting to draft that talent, therefore creating these talent to be larger than what you initially expected because if they're fighting for a guy like Carmelo Hayes and you don't know much about Carmelo Hayes now he's perceived to be a big deal because the show that you're watching wants him that bad. So right. then it would create a lot more eyes on the NXT product because we know in next year's time, one of those guys that we're seeing on that show could be, that pick that this brand now badly wants. So it just makes everything matter that much more.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all the different changes that are going to come about within this new era here. And to keep up with all of those changes, please make sure that you're going and checking out Rogue Energy at RogueEnergy.com. They are going to give you all the energy you need to keep up with everything that's changing and with how quickly it's even changing within the WWE and within the world of professional wrestling as well, people. It's not just within the WWE as we saw a couple nights ago with Impact Wrestling and all the amazing changes that they've made And even free agents that have signed over there now as well, Nick Aldis. Check out RogueEnergy.com while you are there. Use the promo code OLEPODS and get yourself 10% off your entire order every single time that you make a purchase pastor saying I'm going to need rogue energy for PPW this Saturday in Saskatoon. I, I don't doubt it at all. I've got Canadian wrestling's elite coming to uh, my area and I'm going to be uh, commentating that show on Saturday night. So I'm very much so looking forward to that. Felicia, you have yourself a great night as well. Thank you for popping in and sticking around Rogue Energy, check them out. That's all you got to do. We're going to go to our last topic here of the night. Collision. Is AEW on a collision course to failure? Is the big question that I've got right now. I'm going to read the report here from Honor the Elite. It says, AEW will get a second show on TNT this summer titled Collision. It has been rumored for weeks now that AEW would be adding an additional show on Saturdays. But now we have more information. As of now, the show is scheduled to air on Saturday night, starting June 17th. Plans to air the new series on TNT in the 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time slot. No taping dates have been announced yet for the new series. They only have one Saturday evening television taping announced, a July 8th event in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And AEW has other Saturday events under the House Rules Live Events banner. But the Regina show is clearly advertised as a live televised event. While it's not official, we should have got an announcement or we should get an announcement from AEW very soon on this. So this can go one of two different ways here. Either it's going to be way too much for them for what they're doing right now. They've got a lot on their plates. We talked last week about them going over into the UK, going to Wembley Stadium. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a big thing for them as well now to try to add in this to the mix of everything else could blow up in their faces, or this could be a fantastic idea for the bloated roster that they have, where we will now be able to see more talent on television because yes, believe it or not, people Not everyone goes to YouTube to watch dark and dark elevation. So these stars that are working on dark and dark elevation aren't getting any recognition from the people that just watch on the television. So this could be a great idea for them. Although Saturdays that time slot is a PLE time slot there's another little issue that comes in, Parrish. What are your thoughts on this whole collision with AEW?
0: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. It's gonna really, uh, I think, depending on how it's presented, if it's presented different from Dynamite, that's a good thing. If it's presented like it's a big deal, that's a good thing. But just like Dark, it needs to be consistent. Because right. I think the problem with dark is it didn't become consistent. Yeah, you would see stars on it that you know you're like, oh, why aren't they on dynamite? Well, they're on dark. Okay, I'll watch. I'll watch what they do, but it's not consistent enough. Um, mm-hmm. And the one thing I've I've been hearing is that there could be a kind of their version of a brand extension on the collision to the dynamite. Okay. Um, if that's the case, I'd be. I don't know. Do they? It would make sense with how many people that they do have on their roster. But at the same time, now you're just becoming WWE light in my eyes. Yes. And that's not what you should be doing. You should be doing something that makes you you. Um, Really, what they needed to do was create a show for Ring of Honor. And that's what they needed to do.
1: You see, there are talks, though that Rampage will become a Ring of Honor show. It'll be like ROH Rampage instead, where it's just going to be clearly Ring of Honor stars without AEW stars being influenced on that program. And that's a talk and a reason for the Saturday show being a two-hour show as opposed to a one-hour show rampage on a Friday night allowing ring of honor to go back to their one hour television programs and still giving AEW now an extra hour for more programming that's what I'm hearing truth I don't know as of yet but these are reports that I've seen in a few different places so speculation at this point
0: Yeah, and that's what it and and that's something I I don't think I like so much about where AEW is coming with their ideas. It almost seems like they have this great idea, but it's not fully thought out. Mm -hmm. Um and that just that just breeds sloppiness in my eyes. That just breeds an unfinished product. And for somebody like for a company like AEW who really needs to latch onto what their identity is for the next 5 to 10 years now. Yes. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. However, I'm also not Tony Khan. I'm also not a millionaire. I am also not a wrestling promoter. So, it's easy for me to criticize from the outside. It's easy for me sure. to say, this is what I would do. So... And as somebody who is a WWE fan, I always said, okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's let us play out. So that's almost a fair thing to do is let them do this. Let's see how it plays out. But me, I think it's better suited for Ring of Honor to get the new show Collision. I think it's better suited for them to be that show coming up with something new, opposed to get a recycled show that didn't work in AEW. Because now that just brings a tainted history that, you know, doesn't bode and bring a modern well right from the get-go.
1: Right. No, you're exactly right there. I mean, yeah, Rampage right. really doesn't do very much, doesn't do very well from what I see. And uh, it... it I, it sucks. It sucks that that it is that way, considering how many people they have on their roster and the amount. It seems like every week, every week or or, or so, we're getting another one or two people with the graphic. You know, so and so is all elite. Yeah. If you're going to continue to bring in this much talent. Uh, we need to do something. And I think the Saturday show would be a good something for them. But at the same time, I don't want that we have dynamite on Wednesday. Well, dark on Monday, elevation on Tuesday, ramp or, uh, dynamite on Wednesday, a little break on Thursday, rampage on Friday, collision on Saturday. Now you're oversaturating your shit. Which is not going to be good for your business either because people are going to get sick of seeing it. They need to figure something out. If they want to do another show, cool, but get rid of dark elevation and rampage then. Do a YouTube show for an hour, your two hour on Wednesday, your two hour on Saturday, be done with it.
0: And, and isn't it a little ironic that now the roster is becoming a little oversaturated and now it seems like their schedule on TV is heading in a similar direction. It almost is. It's almost insanity because it's almost like they're doing the same thing expecting a different result here. Yeah. And I don't know if that is such a great line of thinking. Now I understand that you have a lot of talent and you want to, to get them noticed um but at the same time understanding that you like i i even though it was bad because a lot of people got released i think the budget cuts actually helped and benefited wwe in the long haul because now we're seeing kind of that product being a little bit more clean in the Mm -hmm. sense of how they're using talent why because they're not Forgetting to use person over here or person over there, um, they're right, right. making a benefit and a a good use of using everyone, and because of that, it's allowing them to maybe send people to the NXT if they don't have anything creatively for them. And we saw true, that true. with talent, you don't really have that. And if they do that with Ring of Honor again, I go back. Now you're just copying what WWE's doing, and you're WWE light you're basically saying your ring of honor is NXT and your dynamite is Monday night raw and your collision would be Friday night SmackDown. Um, It's a mirrored image and I just don't know if that's the thing. But again, I go back to the point that I have to make because I used it for WWE. I'd be a hypocrite if I don't use it for AEW. Got to wait to see how it plays out before I criticize it the way I I'm hoping it's not going
1: to be right. Of course, definitely understandable. I I totally get that. And I, I'm not discrediting them. I'm not, you know, trying to, to, to knock it either because I don't want that. I want it to succeed. I just hope that it can.
0: There's too many good wrestlers on that show Hmm. that I don't want to see fail. Um, um, And there's a lot of great, Like up-and-coming women on that show that deserve a platform to have matches they have two women's champions they need to let them grow
1: i agree i definitely agree before we get out of here for the night i want to make sure that everybody knows about real wrestling.net my good friends over in the uk yes turnbuckle talk is now international we are in the uk check out real wrestling.net news and views by real fans if you are a fan of comic books funko pops collectibles any of that jazz check out my good friends from invasion cnc.ca They carry all of that stuff and they are able to ship whatever is available on their website to you. Check out my good friend Shelby at Invasion Comics with InvasionCNC.ca. You guys hear all the time about my shop. I'm not going to plug that again for you guys, but I will probably put a post out onto the socials for it. Mm hmm. Cause I would love for you to go and check out some of the merchandise that we have available over there. Parish, where can the people find you? What's going on this week?
0: Oh, well, I mean, as Bazzar going to be uh, seeing on a uh, Saturday, he'll uh, see me live at the uh, PPW show. Um, so pastor, get a hold of me. We need to talk about that, but uh, you can see me on anything. Our local establishment, uh, whether it's our YouTube, you can go back and check a lot. I mean, you can go back and check the Turnbuckle Studios YouTube that now has 400 uploaded videos and see some of the stuff that, you know, has been uh, uh, done in the past. But uh, you can find me on my Twitter at Chris Parrish. On my Instagram, it's Chris.Parrish. You can find me on uh, this Sunday, Busting Out, which we have a little surprise for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want you just to come in. And find out for yourself. It's better. It'll be a pleasant surprise. It'll be... The only thing I'll say is it'll be the first time the Brunch Brothers will do something.
1: That leaves it open to the imagination. <laughs> we
0: will wear pants. Unlike Dom, uh, who mentioned uh, balls out, we will have our balls not out for the show. So just we'll keep it
1: professional. Good. First rule pants. Always. Yeah. Always. My name is Carl Carafell. You can find me at linktree, l i n k t r dot e e slash Carl Carafel. That is where you can go to find all of my socials in one neat, pretty little package. For myself, Carl Carafel, and for the run-in man, Chris Parrish, this has been Turnbuckle Talk, episode number 317, Collision Course. Thank you for joining us, and good night. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place, so take care of each other.